excited today. I've been in the process of folding all of my different various um, arms of the organizations that I run and the things that I produce into one. So everything will be under the JB Chambers kind of umbrella and I will be doing my podcasts off of just the Courage Checklist umbrella. So that includes folding in some of my more obscure interests that I'm going to call Weird Wednesdays. And so on today's Weird Wednesday, for the first episode of my Weird Wednesday series, I'm going to share with you my Mayhem Porium podcast. These are episodes that I have done all different kinds of things, things like haunted amusement parks or true crime or bizarre things, unexplained things, all different kinds of stuff. It's sort of like an, uh, an estate sale of <laughs> different interests. And so it's really nice for me to, on the Mayhemporium to be able to encompass some of my more obscure and, and different interests. So just know that those episodes will be on Wednesdays. So if that's not something that you like, come back. There'll be um, Courage Checklist episodes still. I'm also going to do um, some tarot on Thursdays, some fun stuff on Fridays. I'm just trying to make it a little easier for myself and not be spread out quite so much. So today on Mayhemporium, on the Courage Checklist, we're going to be talking about a small nursery rhyme-themed amusement park and a haunted hotel where you can be entertained by more than just the hot mineral springs. Learn more today on the Mayhemporium podcast, sponsored by The Courage Checklist. I'm Jen Chambers. And I'm really excited to lead you into this subject where we get to talk about many subjects, all sorts of fun things to learn about or interesting, depending upon your point of view, stuff that's really entertaining. Um, I really am fascinated by all things, and that includes things that are a little bit more macabre or dark. So it's kind of fun to let you guys into this part of my personality and the things that I'm interested in. And as always, if there's anything that you would like for me to cover that is a little bit more dark or a true crime thing from your backyard, something that you know about or have a personal connection to, please go ahead and give me an email. I would love that. I'd love to interview about that as well. I have a new email for the show. It's jbchambersmail at gmail.com. So please go ahead and hit me up there if you have anything that you want to share. The first thing we're going to talk about today is the Enchanted Forest. The Oregon Institution of the Enchanted Forest amusement park is kind of hard to explain. 
This theme park was started in 1964 by a businessman named Roger Tofty. He started it as an outlet for his creativity and also to give families of Salem, Oregon, a fun family destination. He started building it one bag of cement at a time and sort of like learned as he went along. And there, the website for the park says it took seven years, but it's very much like the other big parks in that they keep renewing and redoing and adding more things. They opened the park originally in 1971 with the first section that was called the Storybook Trail. It was all based on different sorts of old fairy tales, all different kinds of stuff. And 75 people came in 1971. So that, that was just the first weekend. The next weekend saw over 1,000 people. So the family, because it really was a family affair, they got to work even harder. And by 1973, Roger Tofty was able to leave his job. He formerly was at the State Highway Department and they created his dream into a reality. The park includes the Toftyville Western Town, the Haunted House, an old European village, and a kitty area. Roger Tofty, this is what's so interesting. When I said he had to teach himself, he hand-built and sculpted almost all of the attractions, original attractions, with his family. And you can see these beautiful cement sculptures all over the areas. They're painted. But the whole park and the old English part in particular have animatronic figures that punctuate the scenes. It's really cool and really creepy and uh, very interesting. There is a, a YouTuber called Justin Case. He takes his son up there in a video that was shot there last year. I recommend you looking it up. It's funny for me to think of outsiders from not Oregonians coming in and looking and seeing the park because it's one of those things. We don't have a Disneyland in Oregon, but we have the Enchanted Forest and it's talk about rite of passage. As a teenager, that's where you go with your friends on in summertime weekends. It was really, really fun. There's a whole bunch of different funny things besides the the storybook trail. There's a comedy theater that has really, really like tongue in cheek and tons of puns in these retellings of classic fairy tales. And then there's this crazy awesome thing that's a water light show in the old English village. Again, it's one of those things that's super hard to describe, but it's really cool. It's, you're, it's like you go into a little part of an English tavern almost. And on the side, there's a there's like a dining area that's all open and then on the side there is what looks like a rock grotto but then it has a light show that's very much like those ones that you see in Las Vegas outside but it's tiny inside it's got colored lights and the water spouts it's really cool trust me on this it's so interesting <laughs> I would look it up it's it's pr it's pretty fun to see so in addition to those, those things, those attractions and the, the trail, the park features several larger rides. There's the Big Timber Log Ride, and that one's really great because it's the one where you get wet. So that's the other thing about Oregon. It's really funny. We always want to go there as soon as it gets just even a little bit warm. It usually opens in, you know, late spring, early summer, and 
is usually going through about when school comes back in in the fall. So we always want to go, you know, right when it opens because it's exciting and fun. They're also open, I believe, on spring break. But it's way too cold and it's, it's one of those things you go on the log ride and you get soaked and you're wet all day and it might rain, but it's worth it. It's really fun. There's also the Ice Mountain Bobsled Roller Coaster, which I love. It's so much fun. And then there's the Challenge of Mondor. This is so cool. The Challenge of Mondor is like an old English themed ride that has riders that are in a trackless car system and you shoot guns that are actually infrared at the bad guys and the dragons to save the drumlins. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was such an innovative ride when it first came out that the technology actually was sold to a bigger amusement park the big one that has the mascot of a mouse for a certain spaceman-themed shooting ride. And I can tell you that I've been to both of these parks this summer, and they're pretty similar, <laughs> those rides. COVID and then the torrential ice storm in 2021 were really tough for the park to overcome. Most of the work and repairs were done by Tofty and his family. Then there was also a big fire that came very close, very, very close to the park. There's some just almost apocalyptic looking photos. I'll try and share one on the Instagram page that it just looks, it, it's horrific because it, there's um, just dark orange sky and it's really creepy to look at the, um, the haunted house. And in, with that background on there, it looks like it's fake, but it's not, it's, it's just insane, but really, really cool. There's also a GoFundMe and a brick buying campaign and they intend to open it mostly barring closures for fires or other emergencies. They operate pretty much from late March, like I say, to late September from 1030 to five. And it's, it's so funny. It's such a childhood institution here. It's so fun. My son, a lot of the people he goes to school with at college are from other places, other countries or California. And we're always a little bit wary to take new people because it's almost like it's it's charming it's it's naively charming and I would hate for people to not like it because we just love it so much even though we know that it's so so strange <laughs> I really very much encourage you to look it up the enchanted forest online it's so interesting and if you get a chance it's well worth your time for a day or a half a day. It's a really fun little amusement park. Very strange, but pretty fun. For our next section, we're going to talk about one of the most chilly and eerie things that I've found in Oregon. It's the history of the Haunted Hot Springs Hotel in La Grande. Join me as we uncover the eerie tales of this historic establishment, its ghostly inhabitants, and the mysteries that shroud its past. But before we embark on this spine-tingling journey, let's set the stage. I think that 
I definitely needed the background information, and I bet you do too. Nestled in the picturesque town of La Grande, Oregon, the Hot Springs Hotel, which was originally known as the La Grande Hot Lake Hotel, was built in the late 1800s. This elegant, Victorian-looking and Victorian-era hotel was once a luxurious destination for travelers who were seeking relaxation and the healing properties of the nearby hot springs. This hotel featured opulent ar architecture. It had a grand ballroom that I really wish I could have been inside, ornate chandeliers, and gorgeous gardens. It quickly was a popular getaway for people who were pretty wealthy and well-to-do, Visitors came far and wide for the, the healing waters, very much the same way as in Bath in England, only less so, of course. Now, about those haunting tales. Over the years, numerous reports of paranormal activity have surrounded this hotel. Guests and staff have witnessed inexplicable things, including phenomena like the Lady in White, She's probably the most famous ghostly resident of the hotel. She's often seen wandering the grand ballroom dressed in a white Victorian era gown. Some people say that she appears sad as if she's searching for something or searching for someone. The second very popular phenomena includes phantom music. I don't know about you, but this would be pretty darn creepy. Late at night, the sound of music and laughter can be heard echoing through the empty, cold hallways and ballroom. But no living soul has been seen to be playing these tunes, and it's not being played through speakers. It's all very The Shining, I think, but pretty cool. The third thing that's pretty interesting is common in a lot of things that are reported as haunted, and that's cold spots and apparitions. Many guests have reported sudden drops in temperature and the sensation of being touched by hands they can't see. Some people have even claimed to have seen shadowy figures moving about that weren't the Lady in White. It's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. It's retained much of its historic, historic charm, excuse me. And it's become quite a, <laughs> quite a destination for people who enjoy the paranormal and unexplained phenomena. It's not the same as it used to be. It's gone. It's undergone quite a few renovations, and now it's open as more of a bed and breakfast. But it does still have a lot of its historic charm. And so if you want a unique lodging experience with a brush of the paranormal, why not? The haunted reputation of the hotel has attracted people who are paranormal investigators and thrill seekers from all around the country. Some people have even conducted their own investigations, capturing things like EPVs, which I found out for the research of this show is called electronic voice phenomena, catching it on monitors, and ghostly apparitions on the camera. You can see some of those on YouTube. I recommend them. Creepy and weird, but very interesting and cool. I'm not sure if it makes me want to go there, but I mean, I kind of do. As for the hotel's history, it certainly has witnessed its share of triumphs and tragedies. Over the years, this hotel changed ownership several times. It weathered a whole bunch of economic hardships, particularly given the area of Oregon, and faced challenges of maintaining the historic structure. 
But despite all of this, including the haunting reputation, the Hot Springs Hotel remains a beloved landmark in La Grande. It offers guests a chance to step back in time and experience the elegance of a bygone era while also potentially encountering all of these unexplained things. So whether you're a paranormal enthusiast or simply curious about the mysteries of the past, a stay at the Hot Springs Hotel in La Grande, Oregon might just be the adventure you're looking for. So what do you think? Would you ever visit the Enchanted Forest? I mean, I love amusement parks of all kinds, especially those little side ones like that. That feels like they started out as like a roadside attraction and then just got bigger. I love it when you can come across those. Just give me an amusement park or the world's largest ball of twine. I'm down. I just think it's so much fun. Do you have any stories of visiting amusement park when you were a child or when you were older? Or have you ever stayed somewhere that was haunted? I would love it if you would write in your ideas or if you had any experiences you want to share. That would be really interesting too. So please go ahead and email me at jbchambersmail at gmail.com. And please go ahead and review and rate anywhere you're listening to this. That really helps me and the show. And I hope you enjoyed Weird Wednesday. It's pretty fun. I really like being able to share all of my stuff. I've been experimenting a lot with sharing more of my personal interests and things like that and really uniting my community. So thanks for listening. And as always, stay curious.